This is John Corcoran. G.K. Chesterton said the most extraordinary thing is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman with their ordinary children. And I'm an ordinary guy. <laughs> Some people might not think so, but I'm an ordinary guy joined here with my ordinary older daughters. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Hello, this is Emma. I'm Ada. I'm Eva. Okay, good. If you I, didn't already know this. People <laughs> should start to be getting a pattern that my older daughters don't change. Yep. Yeah. We're Surprise. That that would be that'd be kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm joined with my other older daughters. No, that's actually not true. So I'm not joined with my older different daughters. These are the same ones. Because that, you only have three, three old, older daughters. That is very true. So um, it is a few days after Christmas. We're still celebrating Christmas. It's the twenty seventh. It's the twenty seventh. We're still celebrating Christmas. You guys are all dressed uh, kind of differently than normal. <laughs> What's up with that? We're in snow gear. <laughs> but it's like 8.45. Yeah, because we're going to go um, sliding on the road. On the road. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Awesome. <laughs> so if you want to be ordinary, you know what you do? You know, you send your kids. To go play in the road. To go play in the road. Because <laughs> that's the best place to be. While you're talking on the phone and just pretending like you're paying attention. No, I do pay attention. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of fun. Um, it has not gotten above freezing for the last few days. And so the road is actually not as slippery as you'd imagine. Sadly. I know. Sadly. Yeah. I was. I asked if I could dump some water on it, but I wasn't I'm not allowed to do that. So. No, no, no. <laughs> we Great. also tried to find a sled today. Yeah. But, but there's the closest no, thing we have to a sled wasn't. is a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, yes, the cardboard box sled. It's you know that's the, those are those kind of stories when you're older you can sit around and say hey, you know what you guys when I was a kid, we didn't have these fancy sleds. We had cardboard boxes and political signs to try to sled down the hill. On. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, it is actually true. We did have a sled like a month ago, but we broke it because we were playing with it yeah. in the summer. Or I guess that wasn't a month ago, but like earlier this summer we, we should broke use it. The, guys, Anna? we should guys we should use the wagon like and roll down the hill. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good that's idea. A really, yeah, well. It's yeah. a you good crash. idea. I, it's I think, a good idea because then we could because since there's no not many cars, then we can steer the wagon down the hill. We've tended to use wagons and sleds for lots of things. Like I was thinking, I think we've had like halves of pigs in the sled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why it no, broke. No, it, it was in the boat. It was in a, oh, the it boat. was a plastic boat. No, but we tried. Boat. But we tried the wagon first, and the pig slid off. <laughs> and it broke the sled. Oh, Remember? Right. That's right. I'm it cracked oh, it. Down we rolled yeah. the we rolled the we rolled the pig on, and then we um, tied it up to our lawnmower so we could pull the pig away over to where we were gonna um, kind of clean it out. And the pig slid off. And it, right. <laughs> so and it was just like not a wait. Didn't the slide well didn't work either? No. Because didn't I? I mean, not the slide. I mean the uh, the wagon. Sled, sled. That's, no, yeah, that's yeah. what they're talking yeah. about. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, I, was like, I thought you were talking about the wagon. I was like, we ended up having that. to get the boat. That uh -huh. there's actually a picture of me, uh, buck naked as a like one and a half year old standing in it swimming. <laughs> uh, so the boat's been on the property for a while, and it's been used for many different things. I've never 
heard a story of it actually being in the water. It's only been used <laughs> as a swimming pool. Who got a crack in it? A pig dragger. And we've also used it to well, move firewood mm-hmm. out of the woods. And actually, that's we been have. Really yeah, we successful. have. Yes. And it has been a good birthplace for mosquitoes. Oh, fantastic. Oh, it's been great. That's been so good. Because that's what we're shooting for, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> so helpful. It's the one thing that we're super successful at growing that voles don't like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, Low maintenance. We should probably not like derail the conversation with voles because that's a whole nother rabbit trail that we could go on some other time but speaking of rabbits because of the snow like there is a lot of wildlife that moves back and forth on our property i've just never noticed it because a lot of rabbits. now there's a bunch of, yeah okay anyway sorry. no no i'm I yeah, mean lots of rabbits so that's actually that could be an interesting segue to what we're going to talk about is the snow falls on the ground all of a sudden you see a bunch of things you normally don't see but they've been happening the whole time. But you don't mm-hmm. you only see like what they've what the the prints they left behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. So you have to know something about the sign that they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eva's like, what the heck is this? It's a weird little little dragging I, triangle. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> say that. It? You just told me. No, it was a rabbit. You know how they kind of like drag their feet a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and they're kind of far apart, and it's just little three little dots. Right. Yeah. I didn't ask that. She just showed me. Okay, well, no, that's cool. And then, <laughs> the, and then you've also found places where the cats have been going. Potty. Oh, <laughs> they've been peeing all over the place. I know. I'm like, ew. It's Never so eat the grass. Ada and Eva also made a snow fort house for the cats and it's really cool because it's like really rounded but it has a bunch of different holes that they can go in and they peed all inside of it and it on the outside so gross. <laughs> I know, so they like gross. sprayed it they mm. knew that it was for them that's because so you keep were... putting them in there oh, yeah. yeah we keep throwing them in there but so they maybe don't they were upset well no, no throwing no, no they, they like they like to be in there and watch <laughs> us build it and then they would yeah. attack us it's just yeah. it's just so they true are, they would snow's amazing that's well, the so, main point so merry christmas merry christmas yeah. It has been a good Christmas season. A we white are, Christmas. It is. We are currently in uh, day two of um, the octave of of Christmas, which mm-hmm. classically and in the present day, we celebrate eight days after Christmas because it's such a big deal. You can't just celebrate it on one day. You got to celebrate it for eight days. Eight days, not seven. Eight. eight. No. And do you know... so? I could be spreading falsehood here, and I don't want to do that, but I think I know this, so... <laughs> All right. Someone will so, correct you later, so... I ho- oh, that's a, that's a good point. If you want to ever correct us, <laughs> particularly if you want to correct me, um, or if you have a question or thought um, at learningfolk.com, that's just regular old learningfolk.com, there's a contact Is that one word or two? Well, it's a... It's a domain name, so oh. it's all pushed together. So but you, is it one word or two? Um, like, if you were to write it out, it's two words. Oh, okay. But as the domain, because it's like learning folk. Mm, okay. Um, there's a contact page. You can go there, send a question, comment, concern, wonderment, confusion, frustration, <laughs> um, call for action. Uh, suggestions. Suggestion. That'd be a good. great idea. A battle cry. <laughs> you could write a poem and send it to us and we'll and we will read it we will read it out loud and, this is and a good idea it. this is an awesome idea you could write a socratic dialogue and just make sure there's in four. latin you could do it in latin i don't think that our reading ability in latin would be that amazing i can read it but we will totally crush it we will try at least okay so 
Contact Where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Contact page. Send us something. That'd be yep. fun. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we had a really long conversation at the dining room table uh, a couple days ago about the idea of dialogue. Well, it first started with the idea of like cause and effect. And we may go there or not, but um, we were sort of laughing like, oh, my gosh, we should totally have like this recorded because it was definitely the kind of conversation that would be fun to have and include other people in the conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it was like, no, you know what? This is just like the prep for it or something. Um, so who knows if we'll go to the idea of cause and effect or not. But we're talking about dialogue. Like what was the purpose of dialogue? What even is dialogue? And um, because it seems like, I mean, at least for me teaching right now, um, you'll go to these teacher workshops and it seems like the method that they would like you to use a lot nowadays is to just get people talking, right? So you want to get kids talking to each other. You want to, or if it's like a teacher training thing, you want to get teachers talking to each other. The point is sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas, because that seems to be a good in and of itself, you know? So that's kind of where we were going with this. And so the word dialogue shows up a lot in well, it shows up in lots of places like, well, we just need to keep talking. Like we just need to keep, you know, interacting with other people. We need to keep, you know, this and that. But it, but the question came up like, well, is dialogue the point? Like is, is, um, is the conversation the point? Or is there something else that we're trying to shoot at? Well, usually we don't have a conversation about nothing. Like I, my, my first idea was like, do people just want a lot of like small talk? Cause that seems kind of what, I don't know. Would people just, if they want to just have a lot of dialogue, then wouldn't, I don't know. They just want to like talk about nothing, but show that they're participating. Oh, that's interesting. That's a really good thought. Hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's that maybe there's a desire for people who are organizing things to have participation, but like, why would that matter? Because they want, I don't know, their work appreciated. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Eva, you had some questions about dialogue. I did? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you remember what they were? No. Can I maybe rephrase what you... Yes. What your, yes. You were like, what the heck are you guys even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm I'm still thinking about it. I don't nesson what mm, I guess I don't know what exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, that's and that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I don't want to bring that up on a podcast. And I'm like, no, but like that's like the very thing that we want to say is that like we're all in different places. And I'm actually Eva Learning in folk. your same place where I'm like when someone says we need a dialogue. The thing that's going through my mind is what the heck are you even talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do you mean by dialogue? And so my first inclination is when I bump up against a word like dialogue is I'm like, I'm going to go to the Google machine and I'm going to be like tippity tappity, tippity tappity dialogue etymology, like the history of the word mm -hmm. or like the root, like where the word came from. And so I've done that with dialogue. Right. And it's sort of helpful. Right, it's like a Greek. Uh, the roots are Greek, dia and log, like through talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you first hear that, you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, 
we are going to talk about something. But then you're like, but you're asking us to do something more than just talk. They're saying through talking, not um, because of talking, like something's going through talking. A thought, maybe like um, or a not I don't know, like an not an argument, but just like a point is being made a, um, through talking, not just because you want to talk, you're talking. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And it's also, but if that's what they're getting at, that they want like something to come through, through the talking or the dialogue or whatever, it's a weird way to say it. We just need more dialogue because just yeah. the dialogue itself, like for its own end, isn't going to, isn't going to do anything. Or, hmm. Well, but see, I've wondered if it does. So my first inclination is to say, this is dumb. It's not just about that. And I, I'm not suggesting mm-hmm, that yeah, you're saying yeah. that. I'm just saying, like, there's a part of me that wants to say, maybe the talking is the point. But then there's also the side of me that says, well, that can't be true because just talking about stuff. Like, there's a really famous... Um, oh, I said that and I just left me. But there's this idea of, like, we don't need any more talking. We just need action. Mm. That's not good either. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, right. It's kind of like think before you say something. So then <laughs> it's like you say something without thinking about it. That's that's not, that doesn't usually it goes go well. against everything I've been taught. <laughs> can, can you guys stop pointing out all my vices? What? <laughs> no, <just> oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, um, no, because I do that. I sometimes will have a thought and then I just, so I guess I am thinking before I speak. I mean, I think, right. we, I think that we all are, but I've, I've, I've kind of been on both sides of that fence about thinking before you speak, where I remember in my first graduate program, um, there was a wonderful person named Heidi who uh, kind of pointed something out to me because I would start speaking in class and then I would stop and I'd go back to the beginning and I'd rephrase it. And then I'd be like, mm, I didn't like that word. And I'd go back and I'd rephrase it. Cause I was trying to say exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to, I, and I was trying to say like the right thing, but I was also trying to be clear. And Heidi uh. goes, John, please. It is okay for you to finish your first thought. Like we just need you to, just get out your first thought. We don't expect you to have everything just perfect when you talk. And I was like, I was just in the right place where I could receive that from her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, because she was listening deeply to me. Mm -hmm. So she could hear what I was doing. And then she was able to communicate that to me because we had a relationship. Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a learning relationship because we were a part of this cohort that was all taking the same classes together. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I've been on the other side where, and, and I think this is probably when I was younger, where I would just say exactly what I was thinking and I knew that it would be inflammatory and I knew <laughs> that it would be something that like people wouldn't like and it'd be like, well, whatever, <laughs> like let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> you know, and yeah, we'll do it live. Um, so interesting. So Eva, so when we're thinking about when we're thinking about this, I guess that's kind of part of it is dialogue is something that happens through talking. And Emma, you said something that makes a lot of sense to me is that 
like we're trying to communicate our ideas, the things that are in our mind. We're, we're trying to say them out loud. But Ada, I'm connecting it to what you said. It's not necessarily that through talking, all of this is going to happen. It's like, how did you word that? I, I was like, it's not, we're not talking because, um, just to talk. It's um, We're talking because you were just saying the etymology of yeah. dialogue. And I was like, it's through talking, not because of talking itself. It's mm. like we're putting our thoughts through speech, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So that. I don't know. That's just what and I Oftentimes it helps you maybe understand something if you talk it through. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like definitely. out loud and then other people can comment on it or yeah help you out with that. Yeah, it's really hard to not to know what you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe if we were to say that when people are asking for dialogue, if we were to assume goodwill in what they're asking, they're saying, we'd like you to be open-minded, maybe? For, I don't know when someone has asked, like, you for dialogue, but I've never, I've never heard that because dialogue, I don't think is like the most common word that people use. I mean, that could be used a more, um, I don't know, like people could use that more, but like, I think when people use dialogue, they might not have thought it through and just mean, let's talk. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like an elevated way of saying, I think we need to talk. Yeah. I mean, at its at its like most basic level, it's like yeah. we need to talk because to speak or to communicate through language, whether that be sign language or any language or this or that, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's for us to be human mm-hmm. with each other in that way. There's a great story. Oh my gosh, uh, Walker Percy retells the story. I think it's in the in his book, The Message in a Bottle, where Helen Keller first Mm -hmm. discovers um, through her teacher. And I can't retell the story. Everybody probably knows. Do you guys know the story? Um, Where she discovers that uh, words um, are connected to things that are real that she can touch. Yeah. I just read that last year. Oh, really? Well, not not that, but I read read about her. And I mean, when you think about that, that is like crazy. Like when, and, and then once she made that connection, and I think it was with running water or something. Um, yeah, right? it was water. Yeah. I think it was ice maybe. Was I it? read a who was book on this in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Bring it. <laughs> Do you remember the who was book? A little bit. Okay. Actually, they have so, huge heads. I know. It's great. Yeah. But like, why, why would you <laughs> I have a George Washington <laughs> one? Yeah. It's like. The body is like a third of the size of the head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Actually, you can recognize the face probably. Now. Maybe so. You know, they're, yeah. So, but, but that idea that speaking, right, that connecting, that's actually an interesting connection is that when she realized that, that words were connected to real things, yeah, right, things that she could touch, um, then she realized that all the other words that she had learned too, because she had learned like doll and learned a bunch of words and it was just a game. And then she realized that like doll was actually this thing that she was touching. Yeah. And it's like, 
in some ways you could be like magic, like just fireworks yeah. going off. Like, oh my gosh, the world, like naming the world around me is a thing. And, you know, I, that's something that most, like most babies start to do. And that just happens like, that just happens because of the kind of creatures that we are, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, so it's interesting, like di dialogue in some ways might flow out of that. Like I recognize this, thi so, Let's say um, dialogue, dialogue, I, I guess I've heard it mostly used in two different contexts. One is in education when it comes to uh, talking to people that you don't, that you don't agree with or people that you might not, that you might not share a similar culture or you might not share a similar background. Like, mm -hmm. and it's framed a lot in listening. Like you need to listen to what the person has to say. And I thought the same thing that Eva thought. What do you mean by listening? Like, do you just mean like put on headphones and just turn on the music and just listen? Or do you mean like searching to understand? You know, and I think what they mean is try and understand this other person's experience. Or, not, not just listen to them. Or maybe like try to agree with them. Maybe. Right. But like. Oh my gosh. So or maybe it's the difference between like hearing something and listening. Oh my like gosh. Like attentiveness. Yeah. Where did you read that? Oh, I don't know. I was just no, that, thought of that. I, <laughs> I don't think that's an original smart. thought, but No, I know that it's not an original yeah. thought. Because <laughs> um, um you you read something about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you read it? Yeah. And I, read I don't, it too? and yeah, I think it might have been, it could have been in one of the platonic dialogues. Oh, Socrates. Me. Me. That's, I'm going to be reading that next semester. You're going to be reading the Socratic dialogues. Yeah. Ooh. And, or, <laughs> or it could have been Aristotle when he's talking about the, um, the function of an ear. The function which of an ear? Probably. <laughs> which sounds, which sounds super like boring, but when you think about it, like, if the organ of your ear, you know, with all the stuff inside here, like hears something, you know, we, we hear all kinds of sounds all the time, but we don't listen to everything. We like give our attention, like you said, mm -hmm. to certain things. So mm -hmm. I think in some ways they might be calling people to like pay attention to this person and dialogue or, and, you know, and to hear them talk about their experience or their, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And maybe the the dialogue part is showing that you are paying attention by talking with them. Yeah, 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 totally. And and the other place I've heard it talked about a lot is in the church that there needs to be in the Catholic Church. Um, and it was super fascinating. I I read a, a document right before the Second Vatican Council in I think it was 1963 or 1964. Uh, Saint John Paul the or Saint Paul the the sixth wrote a whole thing about how we need to be a dialoguing church like like in in mass we need to have i don't know like be responding so okay like there's Is that what you mean there's part of that and that's a whole nother rabbit trail like listen and respond no what he was no and we should totally talk about that at s some other time for sure um but what he was talking about is, so like the church is offering 
like the salvation of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> right. Through Jesus Christ. And it's like, so a lot of people don't think the church does that. And they've got a whole laundry list of reasons <laughs> why. And so this was in 1964, right? So, I mean, this yeah. is way before any of us were alive. And so he was essentially saying like, we need to, I'm going to say the word engage. We need to have conversation. We need to come to the table and not just imagine that people are going to come to us. Like we need to actually enter into a dialogue with other people. And, and I can't remember the entire document. Um, but the part that struck me is he said that the root of dialogue is the expression of charity. So be, <laughs> so like if you actually love another person, you'll tell them you about will want to dialogue with them. Like so... you'll want to know about them. Hmm. And so he's saying, if you actually love Christ, you will want to be in dialogue um, with his church. I think so. Or. Or he could have been saying, if you love your friends and family, then you'll tell them about this. Um, was it like evangelization stuff or is it? It's it's like the beginning seed of that, but I think it's more basic hmm. in some way. It's more like um, because I don't want to just be talking about like insider baseball. That's a term of like if you're on a team, you just talk about your own team stuff with your own team. Like, oh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't want people like, well, I'm not Catholic. I don't care about any of this stuff. But like, no, no, no. Okay, so <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think that what I th I think that what St. Paul the sixth was saying, and because of our theory that we do it live without any notes, I don't have it in front of me, which would probably be helpful. Like that would probably be helpful. That would actually be charitable to the people listening to this. Um, but the core of what he said is that, that charity, the, it will have expression through a desire or it will enter into dialogue because there's charity. And so, so the through talking means not, not specifically evangelization, not specifically caring for the orphans and the widows, not specifically, you know, a hospital or a school or, you know, not specifically those things, but like at the very beginning, because of their, I mean, and I think if we're going to put this into a practical context, sorry, I just changed my thought there. If, if we're going to try to put this into a practical context in our family, it can be super annoying when someone's having a hard day and people won't leave them alone because it's like there's a desire for communion with another person. There's a desire for. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I'm sorry, but you know what? I know you're mad, but you know what? I want to fix it. So it's like in some ways he I think what he's saying is because there's that. Um, because there's charity, because there's a love caritas there's this there's this love for another you want the good for the other person you're like compelled to dialogue with them oh my goodness <laughs> that's crazy i've right? oh, never thought of I that before i didn't think about that i know it's like it's like blow my mind which which makes me think in my school context when people are talking about dialogue i have this really i to, to be honest i have a low view of it because i'm like what are you even talking about oh, it's dumb and it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking those things in my mind sometimes, but when I read that last night, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like maybe my heart is cold to some people. 
Mm. You know, like, mm. um, anyway. Yeah. I, like if you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be like, um, I don't know, charitable in that way, or if your heart's not for charity, um, in the beginning, then you won't want to talk with them. We'll dialogue with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think in that way you could almost interchange the word talk with <laughs> like dialogue with be around with interact Love. with, you know, like right. It, you know, it's I mean like it, the classical that's very pertinent for today notion of hating is there's the perception of an evil, right? So you hate it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good to hate something that's evil, something that, you know, like I would, it would be right for me to say, I see a guy beating up an old lady. Like it would be right of me to say, I hate the act that he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's not right to say, I hate that person. Right. Because. But let's, let's bring it back to the dialogue idea. If I don't desire, like I'm, if I don't desire interaction, talking, let's call it dialoguing with another person. It's important for me maybe to turn the mirror back around on myself and say like, gosh, what is there going on inside my heart (laughs) that, that is causing me to improperly. And I'm not using hate, like in the modern sense of this huge emotion, um, but like to not perceive that person as a good, right. To not perceive what they desire as something good, you know, I mean, but can you hate something if you don't, like, if it's not, like, a burning, like, not, I don't know. Yeah, this isn't the thing, but I was just saying, like, can you hate something and not really feel that you hate it? Hmm. I don't know. Let's think of some examples of some things. Start really low. Well, I said that I hated the cats the other day, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really hate the cats. Yeah, see, I they're don't just kind either. of annoying. Yeah, they're kind of annoying and really needy. <laughs> but like, I don't hate them. I'd be really them. sad but if, if you they don't were desire gone. to interact with them. What does that mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't. Emma, stop! I don't want to bring it back to something serious. No, it's true. <laughs> But like, so, I mean, maybe more basically, is it possible for us to, um, I mean, is it possible for us to have a, you know, to, to, you know, hate something or to be angry and not have some sort of emotional response and say, like, absolutely not probably. (laughs) Like, I mean, uh, especially if we're going to you know, use the language of like hate or, um, anger, um, which those things aren't bad in and of themselves. It's just what they're oriented towards is you could be misusing it. So, but cause don't they not have an opposite yeah. virtue or like anger doesn't have an opposite. It's, um, because it can be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and what you're talking about, it'd be fascinating for us to talk about this. This is a part of 
a Thomistic account. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas had a great account of human emotion. And there's a great book called Philosophical Psychology by D.Q. McInerney. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he sort of states right, right at the beginning that there are lots of accounts of human emotion um, out there. And that if you can find a better one, good luck. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I read that and thought, ha, ha, that's funny. But it does help to describe at least like human emotions in a pretty complete way. Yeah. It's not super helpful to be like, well, but I'm really angry and I, what do I do with it? You can't like pull it up and be like, this is going to help me to not be an angry person. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not but, a self-help book. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but, but it, it is a book where you can help yourself. Ooh. We should totally talk about Walker Percy's book, uh, The Last, uh, Lost in the Cosmos, The Last Great Self-Help Book. But that. none of us have read that besides you, Dad. You're the only so person. Yeah, you're Dad. right. I don't actually want you guys to read it till you're older. Because anyway, let's stay focused on this really quick. And then we'll um, end it out. We live okay. and move and have our being in rabbit trails. Um, yes. But um, so, yeah. So when you were talking about opposites, so you'd say like hope has an opposite of despair, right? So hope is always good. Mm-hmm. It can be... And despair is never good. Right. Right. So, like, despair is... Things are... Things are not looking too hopeless, good. Hopeless. Right? Like, right. like literally hopeless. Um, and, uh, yeah, despair is... Man, that, that's a hard one. That's Ooh. a really hard one. Yeah. So, I guess, if we were to bring it back to this idea of dialogue, <clears throat> you know, so we've... I've titled this podcast Learning Folk in some ways because this 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 is an example to me of how if I can use the word dialogue <laughs> di- like us communicating our thoughts to each other does help to push push us towards something that is true right and right mm-hmm. this has helped this actually has made it very difficult for me now to disparage dialogue because I think what I've disparaged in the past, like talked down about is like this just incessant talking like, oh, we're just going to talk, talk, talk. I think it's because people who use that word don't usually know what they mean when they say dialogue. They either like have thought it out or have not. Maybe. That's true. That's really true. And I'm not saying that I because I use words all the time that I don't really like for instance bitcoin i've been talking to a guy at work about bitcoin and then john i was talking to him at christmas about it and i said but i'm not uh, yourself john no i was not talking to myself <laughs> a different but a different i did warn him i said i'm about ready to use some words that i don't really know what they mean i'm gonna be parroting back to you some things that i heard and I could be really wrong about what I'm about ready to tell you. So, so, so don't believe anything I say. And, and I think John and Bria looked at me like, okay. <laughs> like, so are you sure you want to tell us? And I'm like, yes, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I found it really interesting and I don't understand it. Um, all right. Well, so this has been helpful. Has there, yeah, this is, this has been really helpful. Is there anything else that anybody else wants to add? before we close it out 
Did, did, did we leave some loose ends untied that need to be tied? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, obviously we didn't come to a conclusion, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating I to think, me though, about dialogue. I think it's a op- it's something that we can keep talking about, and it doesn't it will have a conclusion. It just ha- we don't have to say it <laughs> or something, or um, we don't. I don't know. No, I think that you're onto something, Eva. It's like I'm walking away from this thinking my uh, after reading that from. St. St. Paul the sixth, I was like, Hmm, I was thinking about that a lot. But then after talking with you guys about it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that gives me some practical things to think about <laughs> when I'm dialoguing with other people. Like I can be aware of, is this conversation for me motivated by wanting the other person's good? Like, mm-hmm. right. like, yeah. it, which, Ugh, which is crazy hard. And sometimes you only recognize that in retrospect. I mean, you don't recognize that like right away. You're just like, oh, oh that, that was cool. I really did want their good in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Or you're like, boy, I was I just was angry. I was angry or I wanted to get out of there or I just I already thought I knew what they were going to say. So I just kind of was creating arguments against what they were going to say or. Yeah. Or not know. listening. Yeah. Or just like genuinely just not listening. Not caring. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, we're going to send us out with a song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just a little clip of a song. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, when you're listening to this, it'll be today, um, is a clip. I thought you were going to make us sing something. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that little little clip you recorded. I will not make you listen to anything. Or no, sing anything. Okay, we already sang the bean song. I, like <laughs> No okay. more. Okay, sorry. Okay, continue. I, I will make you listen to this, though, just for at least 20 seconds. That's um, a good one. I do want to say mm-hmm. thank you to my brother-in-law, Joel. Um, if you look him up on SoundCloud, Joel Peach, you'll find all of his cool music on SoundCloud. Not all of it, but you'll find a good selection. He graciously let me use the intro and the outro um, music from, or a clip from one of his songs. And so thank you, Joel, for that. But uh, today I just want to send us out with a clip uh, because tomorrow or today when you're listening to this, um, there it's the Feast of the Holy Innocents. And it's the day that commemorates all of the babies that were killed by King Herod while he was searching for Jesus. Um, and this is an old English hymn, uh, Luli, Lula, Lule. And it's kind of a, <laughs> I mean, it sounds sort of funny when you say it that way, but when you listen to it, it's really haunting. And this is by the, uh, Philip Stopford, um, uh, choir, I believe. And it's really, and it's really beautiful. So you should check them out on YouTube. Ada, you want to say something? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say something. It's not like commemorating the day because it wasn't like good that they were all killed, okay, but it was just um, it's like remembering their death and like kind of like their sacrifice for Jesus because they, um, I don't know, Jesus is Jesus didn't die with them, so yeah, it's kind like, of like kind of his first martyrs. Yeah, yeah, his first yeah. Hit the yeah. first martyrs for yeah. 
Christ and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to say that because that's good. It's not it's not good that they all um, died, that's but true. it's good that they're saints. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that even uh, that's a really good um, that's a really good correction. Thank you for saying that because it's a good um, and I think that's maybe why like whenever I've played this song, the girls have been like, dad, your phone's ringing because I had this as my ringtone for a while <laughs> and well, for a long time. And it, it's kind of weird. This is a song that I come back to quite a bit because I think like, this is such a human thing that happened. And it's a reminder of the kind of sacrifice that happens, um, all the time, not necessarily a King killing, killing, you know, a thousand babies. Um, in search of, you know, in, in, in search of Jesus, but the kind of thing where there are people that are just doing horrible things all the time and they, th and they think they're doing it for some good, you know, mm -hmm. but they're and, not. yeah. And it's clearly, it's clearly not a good, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it wasn't clear to him or if it was, he didn't care. And so it just kind of ties me in knots a little bit in a good way for me to think like, I don't want to do that. And also, it also kind of swells up my heart with gratitude for those for those little pumpkins that lost their lives. Um, yeah. So we'll go ahead and send you out with that. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>